Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you guys already know what time it is today. The recession is here. Yeah, we know this recession is here, ladies and gentlemen. What are we going to do about it? So in today's episode and today's topic, we're going to go in why I say we're already in the recession stock-wise. I'm going to tell you what I mean by stock-wise, why we're already in the recession, what does that mean for investors, and how do we get through it? And I'm going to tell you, Prince, how did you come up with this crazy idea? Nobody said this. I have a great job. My home equity is going up. Man, this dude is crazy. But you may change your mind at the end of this episode. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the bell icon. Hit that like Comment and share button. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and children of all ages, you are now tuned into the Investor Show. As always, this is your gracious host, the one and only, the Prince of Investing, Prince Dice, coming to you guys and girls live all the way from the beautiful city and state of Denver, Colorado. Don't forget to hit that like, subscribe, comment, and share button. And as always, I don't have a lot of time, and I definitely know you guys and girls don't have a lot of time, so we're going to do what? Jump straight into it like we always do. I got a new saying that I'm going to put at the end of my outro. I can't wait to say it, too. So, you know, I kind of come with a PG verse. But anyway, besides the point, yes, ladies and gentlemen, if you are looking at the market and you're wondering why the market struggling to go up and it's on it's on the struggle bus, the entire stock market is on a struggle bus, it's just struggling along unless you got oil or energy. Um, you see the market continuously fall and you see this market continuously fall and you're hearing all these talks of recession. People are calling me, Prince, when is the recession? Is the recession coming tomorrow? Is the recession coming to the end of the week? Now, let me tell you something. The only thing that scares me about this is recessions are never predicted. They always come out of the blue, like the pandemic did in 2020, just like the uh, housing market collapsed in in 2008, just like the dot-com bomb hit in 2000, just like the computer glitches that happened in 87, just like in 29 when we came out of the rolling 20s. They always come out of the blue. They're never really predictable. They just kind of, something just happens. It's like the, I think they call it the, 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 swan effect it just come out of the blue and just hit you that's usually how economical shock happens to the economy this one here everybody's kind of on the verge everybody's looking at it and things like that Ooh, what's going to happen and hey are we here and stuff like that everybody's looking around the corner and they're looking at their bank account they're looking at layoffs their jobs or whatever but here ladies and gentlemen going ahead and break the news to you i believe the recession is already here and i think we're about six months into the recession now, why do I say this? You look at the overall market, the S&P 500, NASDAQ, and the Dow Jones. All of these um, major indexes are down collectively over 20% so far this year. So what, Prince, this always happens. I understand. I kind of like talking to myself, asking questions that I'm kind of anticipating that you guys and girls will be thinking about. But if you're coming, if you're live, definitely drop me a comment live. Let me give you a shout out if you're catching live and tell me where you're from. But back to the situation. So usually you have situations where um, you have indicators. You have economical indicators. That's what I have pulled up on my screen here. You can go over to Investopedia. And Investopedia is a pretty good site, very good site um, of t- telling you what, what's happening and things like that. You have economic leading economical indicators and you have lagging economical indicators. Now, one thing, they have some good ones on here. They had a GDP. They had a job market. They have everything, the housing sales. All these things they have on here, and I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to break down every section and tell you why those uh, things are soon to change. Now, the first thing is uh, the stock market is a leading economical indicator, meaning that it is something that is going to happen before everything else happens. Prince, what do you mean by it's going to happen before everything else happens? Meaning that this will happen before something else comes along. For prime example, let's think about the United States military. Shout out to all my veterans, past, present, and future. 
So think about the United States military, right? If we decide that we're going to invade a country like Russia or, or China or one of our adversaries, right? So you got to think about who's going to go in first. What's going to happen? You already know the United States Navy is already probably going to be there, but you're probably going to have special forces hit the ground first. You're probably going to have submarines and Navy ships um, shoot some missiles. You're probably going to have the Air Force drop some bombs, soften it up first, soften up the ground. You're probably going to be followed by the special forces, you know, your SEALs and your Rangers and your recon people. They're going to go in um, right after, you know, the Navy bombs it and the Air Force bombs it, stuff like that. Then followed by the Marine Corps. Shout out to my United States Marine Corps people. Followed by the Marine Corps, followed by um, everything else, right? Marine Corps, followed by the Army. Then, you know, you know, we're looking at ground forces, right? So when you're looking at this, when you're going into war, anything, before we go into war, um, there are indicators that companies do, that countries do before they go to war. You'll start to see them, you know, you'll start to see their troops start the gathering, their troops start training, their troops start to mobilize, their troops are starting to move, right? Those are things that other countries like, hold on, wait, why are they moving all those tanks? Why are they training all those tanks? Why they're doing all the maintenance on those tanks? Why are they moving those tanks? Where are these convoys are going? That'll let you know that a war could be anticipated, right? There's an indicator that something is potentially about to happen. When you see missile targets start to light up, you know, surface to air missiles start to light up and start to get turned on. Those are indicators that something could possibly be coming. So the stock market is a number one indicator because it is very sensitive. Anything that happens to the market, for prime example, inflation report, they said when inflation report came out last Friday or a week or two ago, whenever it happened, a CPI report came out and it said inflation woo, went up to 8.9%, I believe. Next thing you know, stocks started immediately falling in the pre-market. So that lets you know it's extremely sensitive. You didn't see the real estate market move. You didn't see businesses really move. You didn't see unemployment start to move. You didn't see the GDP start to move, right? You saw the stock market was the first and the most sensitive thing. Now, with that being said, Prince, you just rambled on and you just kind of explained this, why you're seeing stocks. You're seeing stocks have a hard time, right? Let me see who has something here in the comments. What's this, Ernest? Ernest Steele coming from Florida. Florida is in the house. What's going on, Ernest Steele? Thank you for tuning in from Florida. Ernest Steele, what's going on? Nice to see you tuned in. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let's go down these economical indicators, and I'm going to talk to you what's happening in the economy. We know what the Federal Reserve is doing. What are they doing, ladies and gentlemen? They are raising interest rates. We have high inflation. And the government is raising interest rates. Why do we have high inflation? Remember those stimulus packages? We talked about this. The government is now raising interest rates, but he's also the Federal Reserve, Jay Powell. He is also diluting his balance sheets, means selling stocks. During the pandemic, he was pumping money into the stock market. Now he's taking money out of the stock market. He was buying bonds. Now he's selling bonds. What does that mean? Now you are seeing the Federal Reserve. They are chasing down interest rates. Let's go into our first indicator, real income. What is real income? So everybody said, McDonald's is paying $17 an hour. And now I'm one of the old people who are saying, man, my first job, I worked at Domino's Pizza and I got paid $5.25. Some people are like, oh, yeah, when I worked, I got $3. These kids, they are getting $17. What they're not telling you is a gallon of gas didn't cost $10 either, right? So real eat, real um. Real income pretty much takes out its inflation adjusted. So it's saying that, hey, yeah, this is the income. But if we remove the inflationary piece out of it, how much income are you really taking home? So for prime example, let's say your job gave you a raise of two dollars, but gas prices went up two dollars as well. 
Did you really get a raise? You actually are hurting. You're actually off in a worse situation than you were before. So real e um, income, as we know, salaries are not increasing like that crazy. And salaries are not increasing that crazy, but in, but um, inflation is increasing crazy. That lets you know you're having a decline in real income, which is a leading economic indicator. Next up, the GDP. You know what the GDP is, ladies and gentlemen. Let's give a round of applause for the GDP. The GDP, this is a gross domestic product. How much stuff do we produce in this country? When we produce into this country, we have things like... um. You know, all the goods and services that we produce in this country in a standard quarter. Now, when we raise the interest rate, what does that do to the value of the dollar? Does that take the value of the dollar up or does that take the value of the dollar down? Let's use common sense, ladies and gentlemen. When interest rates are lower, money becomes easy to borrow. Money gets pushed out into the economy. Dollar is weakening. So when we're doing a reverse, as we're raising interest rates, the highest interest rates we had in 30 years, 75 base points, what is that going to do to the U.S. dollar? Is going to make the dollar stronger as the dollar strengthen. What does that do for us abroad? If you're in Spain and you're trying to buy things from in the U.S. dollar currency, what does that do? Things just became more expensive to buy. And when prices rise, what does that do to demand? Demand starts to decrease. Right. So when people, you know, for prime example, um, I may go buy two candy bars for 50 cent. But when price rises to a dollar, I may only buy one candy bar. People usually buy less when prices are rising. So on the international scale, as we're raising interest rates, strengthening up our uh, dollar starts to strengthen, but that makes us less attractive in the GDP market. All right. So right here, we got 11 people live. Make sure you hit that thumbs up button and share this video out if you like what I'm saying. Um, next up, unemployment. Ladies and gentlemen, we talked about this yesterday on the podcast, rising unemployment. You know, what's going to happen as the dollar becomes tighter, the dollars become stronger and tighter and, and the Federal Reserve start to raise interest rates and continues to raise interest rates. That's make money harder to borrow. That tightening the uh, that tightens the money into the market. That means that company won't borrow. Company companies are less likely to borrow and expand when they don't see the future as bright. They're less likely to hire more people. They start to slow down their hiring practice. They say, "Hey, we hired too many people. Let's start to lay off." Right. So you see all these things that happen when you're seeing um, you're going to start to see unemployment start to rise. Right. An effect of a strong dollar followed by a rising U.S. economy. Right. So the reason why you're seeing the retail, well, oh, I don't want to get ahead of myself. Next up, so shout out to the rise of unemployment that I keep telling everybody that we're going to see more companies are going to start to do layoffs, just like we saw with Fortune 500 companies like Amazon, um, Amazon's Netflix, and the list goes on. Macy's, JCPenney, I don't even know how they're alive anyway, but they're still here. Next up, right? Um, that is the wrong thing. This, no, that's supposed to be retail. I'm sorry, y'all. Did I click the wrong one? There we go. I sure did. Uh, retail sales and production. So everybody loves to pay attention to retail sale prices, whole prices and manufacturing, right? So manufacturing is a leading economical indicator. For prime example, if companies think that you, let's say if I make forks, plastic forks, I wish I can get into that business. Um, plastic forks, let's say if I make plastic forks and knives and I think that people are really going to, you know, I'm going to make plastic forks and nine knives the depending on the demand. If I think that people are going to buy more, I'm going to make more. And if I'm going to make more, I'm probably going to hire more people. I'm going to give people more hours, things like that. So if I don't think I'm going to make more, guess what I'm going to do? I am going to decrease. I am going to decrease the working hours I give manufacturers. I'm going to decrease the amount of workers and things like that. So manufacturing hours is a leading economic indicator 
where because if companies think if factories think they're going to make more, they're going to hire more people, they're going to give people more hours, things like that. When companies don't think they're going to make that much, they're going to slow down. They're going to fire people. You know how the things go. Right. So manufacturing is a big thing. And manufacturing is a direct connection to what retail sales. Who is having the worst time in the stock market right now? Consumer discretionary retails. Why they're having a hard time in the market? Because everybody's anticipating that as our as inflation goes up, aka our real income, as inflation goes up, what is it going to do? It's going to dry up a lot of disposable income. And when people don't have disposable income, they're not going to buy as many goods and services. And if they don't buy as many goods and services, that means it's going to slow down on uh, manufacturing. Let's see what Dark Karma said. Dark Karma, what's going on, man? I'm glad to see you in the building, Dark Karma. I don't know you're in front, but I know you've been supporting the show for a long time, and I definitely appreciate you holding me down. Okay. He says, they say, I hate when people say they say, Dark Come, who is they? <laughs> he said, they say the recession is coming. In fact, it's been here. Walmart, where I, we said, where I stay open 24 plus self checkouts and instead of hiring people, I bet some got fired. So, yes, a lot of you're seeing this. Um, uh, he said they say the recession is coming. In fact, the recession is here. Stock-wise, stock-wise, the recession is here. When people say, oh, it's coming, because people right now, we still have a tight job market. So people are looking at uh, unemployment is at 3.6%. GDP is doing good. But stock market-wise, we are here. So I want to clarify that, everybody. I want to hear that. Stock market-wise, I'm saying we're already here, right? So... Now, when we're looking at this, what does this mean? Prince, okay, you gave us all this economics in 15 minutes, right? You know, real economy, GDP, rising interest rates, uh, the Federal Reserve interest rates. So what? What's the so what? What's the whiff effect into it? Ladies and gentlemen, the, the thing is, me as a long-term investor, what I do, um, one of the things I do right now, I'm only making money off of oil, really. Um, and what I'm going to do now, what I'm, I have been doing is, as I see the economy um, as I see stocks fall, major indexes, by the major indexes. Number two, I'm scouting the area. I'm riding out oil, BPT, who hit a new high today. Shout out to BPT. They've been talking on the show now for almost a year and a half now, thanks to Uncle James. Shout out to Uncle James, too, because um, he made a lot of people some money. If you made money from BPT, you got to drop a comment and let me know. Right? All right. Okay. Good one. Good one. Good one. Elemental versus the real estate market. I'm glad you said this. Real estate is an economical indicator. So now we already know what's happening with real estate, right? So that the average 30 year mortgage rate, let's Google it right now. The 30 year mortgage rate, right? Uh, let's, let's go to Google here. I'm going to pull it up for everybody that's on the live that can see this 30 year fixed mortgage rate. What is it today? Third average with one finger, y'all. Average 30 year mortgage, 30 year fixed. 30 year fixed mortgage rate. Let's see what it is. I think it's like 5.8, 5, 6, something like that. Let's see here. If my internet doesn't decide to act up on me, it's definitely deciding to act up today. Y'all give me one second. There we go. Goodness gracious, internet. Uh, okay, this thing here. I don't like to look at none of the ads, but y'all give me one second. My internet's a little slagging right now. Oh, let's go to bankrate.com. Let's see what Bankrate is saying. They updated this 13 hours ago. Um, 
Okay, they're saying about 5.9 on bankrate.com. Here we go. 5.9, 5.9, almost 6%, right? Just to think about this, two years ago, it was 2%. You was getting 2%. Some people was even snatching in 1% two years ago. Now we're talking about 5.9. You're almost talking about interest rates doubling, if not quadrupling in some cases, in the last two years. So what that does is when you're raising interest rates and you're seeing the housing prices go up, right? My house went from 400000 to 600000 right? According to Redfin and Zillow and all Zillow, all these people went from 400000 to 600000 But also it went from 2% in 2020 to now to almost, if you got good credit, you can get a 5.9 if you're lucky. So what does that do? That means that when I purchased my home, my mortgage was about 2500 Somebody purchased my home today, my mortgage would probably be about 4200 So guess what? $4,200, $4,300. Guess what does, what does that mean? That means that houses, well, we just talked about this. We just spoke about this. When prices go up, what does that do to demand? When prices go up, what does that do to demand? Demand will start to decrease. So demand for houses will decrease. And I think my honest opinion of what I think, I think we're going to do how we've always done. I think we're going to build too many houses and the prices are going to be too high and the interest rates are going to be too high. And we're going to go from a uh, a seller's market into a buyer's market where it's going to be right now. It's hard to buy a home. It's going to come a time where it's going to be hard to sell a home. That's what's going to happen. Uh Okay. Dark Kermit said, they powers that be. I'm always listening. I don't always comment. I appreciate you, Dark Kermit, man. You always be here. He said the powers that be. I don't believe in the powers that be. I just believe it's a couple kind of sort of I believe in the powers that be in a way. It's just a bunch of people who got a bunch of money. And when you get a bunch of money, you have a bunch of influence. And when you have a bunch of influence, you can buy influence and you can do things. People like the Fed and wealthy people, just like if you haven't read this book called The Creature That the creature from Jekyll Island, right? Where in 1910, the wealthiest people in the world came together and went on to Jekyll Island down in Georgia, my home state, and did uh, create the Federal Reserve. What we know today is the Federal Reserve. So, yes, I can consider them possibly the powers to be. He said, Harmon says, I stay in Florida. My mortgage unexpectedly decreased. Said I'm paying too much. Yes, because you already are in. Congratulations to you. Shout out to you for saving some money. I got to give you some love for that, right? You're saving some money on that, but that's same thing here. You can go in and decrease by lowering your uh, insurance. The insurance on your home can go down. The property tax sometimes can go down. You have uh, certain ways that you can go down, but that's a good thing. Keep that money coming in the escrow, right? But ladies and gentlemen, we're already here. As we are, these interest rates continue to rise and these mortgage rates continue to rise. It's going to drop the pool. I can see it already. Um, homes are supposed to Increased by 3% a year. Real estate is supposed to go up by 3% a year, not 25, 50%. So as these prices of homes continue to rise and interest rates will continue to rise and these salaries are not moving like that and inflation is this high, it's going to dry up the pool to be able to buy homes. The only people out there buying homes now are private equity real estate companies that are out here buying these houses, right? They're the ones that's out here buying these houses, tearing up Zillow and Redfin, all these things like that. But ladies and gentlemen, it is here. Stock-wise, we are here. Stocks are a leading in economical indicator. It is very sensitive and it's telling you what's to come. We can see stocks, but here it is. When the stock market get ready to turn around, guess, gonna, guess what is going to be the first thing to turn around? The stock market. When we pull out of this recession and this downturn or whatever, the first thing that's going to turn around is the stock market. Keep that in mind, all right? So, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to conclude my time today. Let y'all know the recession is already here. Um, look at 
The thing about it, yeah, stocks are the first to go down, but they will be the first to rebound. The first to go down, the, f- the first to rebound. So keep your eyes off. Keep investing. This is the best time. Don't be like most people. Last year, everybody wanted to buy Bitcoin and everybody wanted stocks, all this other good stuff as the market was going up. And then when the market goes down, nobody wants to buy anything. It should be the opposite. Last year, people should have been um, selling and uh, to moving money to cash, and this year should be the time they should be doubling up, adding money to their 401ks, adding money to their investment accounts, increasing that contribution, and things like that. You know, because that's how people can lose in a winning economy. You lose in a winning, winning economy when the economy is doing good, everybody want to invest, but when the economy is doing bad, everybody want to take off and run, right? So that's not what you want to do. Double it up. Start to put in 1% more, 2% more, 3% more, things like that. And also keep in mind, savings account are becoming <laughs> becoming great again. As the Federal Reserve uh, raises interest rates, I should make that a meme. Um, Jerome Powell is making savings accounts great again because the rise of interest rates, you're seeing those savings accounts and CDs, CDs go up, but they ain't doing nothing to, to compete with inflation. So, yeah. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to be my time. Y'all already know my name is... Prince Dykes. I'm the Prince of Investing. And as always, shoot for the stars. You just might hit them. And until the next video podcast, cartoon, or whatever else crazy you see me do around the globe, peace, be safe. I'm out and thank you.